when we search for any phenomenon, we cannot find anything. All that remains is the mere name. And that mere name is the same nature as empty, as its emptiness. Mere name is like, for us, mere name or mere appearance is conventional truth. Emptiness is ultimate truth. These are the same nature. To realize mere name, that an object is mere name, I pointed to Genupalme, but I have no idea why, but anyway it works. Genupalme is mere name. Without the name, there is no Genupalme. Behind the name, there is no Genupalme, just the name. If we accept, everything works. So this is a little bit difficult, but of course it's difficult. It's the heart of Buddha's teachings. And once we fully realize this, we're almost enlightened. So don't worry if it seems a bit tricky. But just try to understand. This is the teaching that we're trying to apply now in our tantric siddhana, based on this sutra teaching. You know, I, I mentioned before, Chandrakirti. Geshe uses this explanation in New Heart of Wisdom. Um, where he's, you know, if you read Geshe-la's explanation of conventional truth and the union of the conventional truth in your heart of wisdom, it's so skillful, so skillful. And he's using Chandrakirti's words. Chandrakirti says that conventional truths, as we know them, or you can say all the things we normally see, Conventional truths are projections of the mind of ignorance. I know you believe this because you said so a few minutes ago. You, <laughs> you believe? The projection, all the things that we normally see, are just a projection of the mind of ignorance. They're fabricated by the mind of ignorance, projected by the mind of ignorance. Lukesha says, if we understand this, then we understand that what we mean by normally, by conventional truths, by gross conventional truths, is all the things we normally see. Actually, they don't exist. They're just projections of the mind of ignorance. But we are so used to mistaken appearance, we are so used to accepting mistaken appearance, we just naturally believe what we're seeing is true. Okay. We don't see subtle conventional truths. I look at the wall of the temple and the wall that I normally see is not a mere appearance to mind. It's not mere name. It's a wall that exists from its own side, out there, separate from my mind. The perfect indication that it doesn't exist. 
Try as often as you can, go back to that moment when you start to dream. The dream is really useful because, because we wake up from dreams, we can look back and analyze what happened there. Well, what happened was I fell asleep and then my sleep mind turned into a dream mind and various things appeared to my mind. Where did they appear from? From within the mind. You agree with that, don't you? Because we had this trouble with the pineapple. What else? Was there? Oh, TVG. Yeah? Is that the right word? TGV. Yeah, TGV. There was no train in my room, and yet I had this experience of a train out there, and I got on it, and I heard it, and I smelt it, and I touched it. Complete hallucination, because there was no train outside my mind. All there was was an appearance to mind. What on earth is the mind up to? It's so simple. I have an appearance, so okay, they're fine. But then it goes and makes it, outside the mind, existing from its own side. Why? You know, if we didn't do that, we'd have no problem. If we accepted everything as just mere appearance to mind, we would have no problem. But because we project it, what is actually just inside the mind, we project it outside, and then really believe that that projection exists and relate to it in that way, that's where all our problems come from. So we can understand this process by looking at our dreams and by, um, we can understand also, although we don't yet wake up from this dream called the dream of samsara, we are still asleep in the sleep of ignorance, the darkness of my mind. So we can't check one way or the other directly, but we can check with the dream. We wake up from the dream. Suppose you dream of a beautiful horse and you love this horse and it comes up to you and gives you a horse nuzzle. <laughs> and then you get on the horse and you're, it's a beautiful beast. You're so fond of this um, horse. You can feel it, smell it, touch it, ride it. And then the alarm <laughs> and we wake up and the horse disappears do you then find yourself wondering hmm, I wonder where that horse went I wonder where it is now do you think that of course not because we know why do we know we know the horse was just an appearance to mind. Which mind? The dream mind. And when the dream mind stopped, the objects appearing to it stopped. They didn't come from anywhere, and they didn't go anywhere. They were simply appearance to mind that ceased when that mind ceased. Exactly the same now. We see a world that appears to be outside. It is not outside. That is the projection. When we realize emptiness, when we see the truth, all this mistaken appearance will disappear. And what will we see? We will see emptiness. And we will see 
the objects that actually exist, that are being concealed by the ignorance of self-growth. What do we see? We, the, we see the subtle conventional nature of phenomena. Mere appearance to mind or mere name. You can say these things almost interchangeable. Mere appearance, mere name, mere imputation by mind all mean the same thing, basically. That's what things are. That's how they exist. So, therefore, Geshe said, you know, he says in oral instructions of the Mahamudra, if something is mistaken appearance, if something is false, how can it exist? It's quite direct. What we normally call conventional truths don't exist at all. They are projections of the mind of ignorance. Chandragiti says, whatever is projected, um, he, he says, um, created by conventional mind. But here, conventional means deceptive mind. Whatever is created by a deceptive mind is deceptive. It can't be true. So in reality, the scriptures teach us this, but only with a skillful teacher like Geshe can we understand the real meaning of the teachings in this way. Are you a little bit comfortable with that? Okay, so this is Geshe unsurpassed explanation of the union of the two truths. Yeah, we understand. What do we understand by studying Sutra? We understand that Conventional truth here means subtle conventional truth and emptiness are one object. The emptiness of the microphone and the subtle conventional microphone are one, one entity. So first we learn this. I'd like to talk a lot more about this, but we don't have time. Then now. If we have a little bit of understanding, now we can do meditation on the two truths, sorry, meditation on the union of the two truths according to um, action, tantra. <laughs>